1: Welcome to Guys in a talk zone.com Beautiful midweek Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago. The big dog and a coach with you once again, right up until 11 o'clock. Randy Myers, assistant producer, uh, sitting in today for the vacationing slash psychologically resting slash confined to quarters slash we're really not sure what he's doing lead producer david olson but randy's doing a great job in his stead not sure what a stead is but he's doing a heck of a job with it 888-463-6748 is the phone number here and without further joseph ado, let me welcome in my good partner a man who doesn't practice abstinence but abstinence practices him ladies and gentlemen let me introduce you to i have no idea what that means either i'm just reading off the script joelle the big dog, Radwanski. Big dog, how are you?
0: Yeah, I'm doing pretty well, Coach. Now, I have to admit, I do feel a little bad because, you know, I've talked to Randy twice in the last two days, and both times i said yes to him, but I didn't say hello or, you know, like, thanks for doing the show, let's have yep. a good week. Yeah, I feel a little bad. And considering I'm going to write about him today because there's no way the Cubs should have got rid of him after he saved 54 games for the Cubs. Okay, that was ridiculous. And he beat up a fan right on the mound in front of every. That was beautiful. The Cubs should never have gotten rid of Randy Myers. I, uh, I, I Joel,
1: I hate to disappoint you. Wrong Randy Myers. Oh, I think I've done this before. Wrong never. Randy Myers, yeah. But on the other end, with his performance this week, David Olson. what's the guy's name? Is it Wally Pipp? Is that who yeah, I'm thinking of?
0: That's It's Wally Pipp. Lou Gehrig replaced him in two, uh, 1925.
1: See, Randy, Randy, you're giving me the, the strange look. Wally Pipp is famous. Now you know who he is. Okay, yeah, he you know he's the starting first baseman for the Yankees. He got what sick or sat out a game?
0: Uh, well, like the story is he was dizzy from being hit with a pitch, but the uh, the true story is he had been hit in the head with a pitch the day before. But you're not supposed to drink when you get a concussion, and Wally Pip went out, got wasted, woke up the next day, and his head was killing him. So the former MVP of the American League decided to sit out, and Lou Gehrig decided to. Put together a pretty decent career after that. Wally Pitt never played again for the New York Yankees.
1: Mm-hmm. How many was it for Garrig? One thousand. How many 2, games? Two thousand. Two
0: thousand one hundred and thirty mm-hmm. ball games consecutively.
1: All right. All right. I don't know if our producer uh, David Olson, wherever he might be, is listening to that. But uh, hurry back might be the motto because I'll tell you what. Randy Myers, thus far, acing the test on the other side of the uh, window pane, producing our show. So, um, Coach
0: David Olson is in Disney World with three children, one yep. of them not his, yep. and a pregnant wife. Oh boy. News that he would not have to come back to our show be <laughs> the best thing he heard all week.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right about that. It's not exactly like I guess what I was trying to say is like our show is like playing for the New York Yankees, but that's really probably not a great analogy. I'm I'm stretching a little bit.
0: I would have to say so because there's twenty five Yankees. There's only two
1: of us. <laughs> there's your optimistic thought for the hey, day. You know,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Or and the by
1: the, way I, the way, way, I did perfect. mention abstinence in our open. And let me just say, our Confucius thought for the day: abstinence should only be practiced in moderation. Thank you very much.
0: No, I, I, I totally agree with that one. So <laughs> hopefully everybody's listening
1: <laughs> out there. Oh goodness, Big Dog, we got to start uh, kind of revisiting March Madness a little bit. The Madness resumes, if you want to call it that. Tomorrow we got a full slate of games. Tomorrow and Friday we've kind of all had a couple of days to recuperate from the weekend. Tomorrow we'll kick it in full gear, but we got to talk a little March Madness for sure. We never even got to an amazing Chicago Bull victory yesterday over the Orlando Magic, where they held them to fifty-nine points. I want to talk a little oh, NBA. Yeah, I, and, I would have loved to talk about that. Game. Well, you know, wow. we we yesterday we were all over the place, right? We were what were we at yeah. the, the Mayans and uh, the, your well, water yeah, that riders, Huh? Yeah, that was
0: just short. It, was, it was a bunch of short ones. We were on one topic, though, for a long time, Coach. And I'm trying to think of, oh, just about crooked politicians. About how, like, the sad thing is the people, like, if we could do the synopsis of what we thought was that yesterday. Talking about the fact the sad thing is the people that get elected yep. to make laws tend to be the people type of people that want to control people. So mm-hmm. it's like that, that catch-22 of... Yep. Just like, just like I was thinking last night, I was like, the biggest problem, the reason why capitalism uh, doesn't work uh, the exact way it should is because of corrupt politicians and bankers. And the funny thing is, what is a banker's job, Coach, is to handle people's money? Well, if somebody's whole goal and that's all they really want to do is handle money, I have no problem with that. My brother does that, and he does it extremely honestly and morally. But if that's your dream, I don't want to handle people's money, well, guess what? No. that's that's another issue Mm -hmm. now you get a bunch of people like uh invest in other people's money when they shouldn't and that causes a bunch of other like disasters Mm -hmm. in our economy so it's like it's really funny it's like the two extremely important factors in capitalism the reason why it doesn't work is there's so many just a few people that can totally
1: corrupt the system interesting and the analogy you're making yesterday of course was election day we hope everybody out there uh did go out and exercise their great right to vote here in the fine country of America. We know that most of you did not. You lazy son of a 24% election turn on, Big dog. Absolutely embarrassing, but we're going to go beyond that. But the analogy you were trying to make, I think we talked about uh, politicians. Mm -hmm. The problem is people going into politics, making decisions and laws that affect our lives, are not the ones we really want morally making those decisions because they uh-huh. go into it for, because of the egos, sometimes because of the wrong uh-huh. reasons. And you're saying the people we want handling our money, i.e. the theory anyways of, you know, bankers and investment people. Well, uh-huh. the people that go into that business go into it for a certain reason and almost corollary thereof. They're not the exact type of people we really, really, really want handling yeah, our money. Talking-
0: and I'm going to tell you, and I really think there's a higher proportion of people being corrupt in politics as opposed to bankers. I mean, like less than one percent of bankers, I think, are not corrupt. But you get less than one percent, and that guy wiggles mm-hmm. his way into the right spot. Next thing you know, he's investing ten billion dollars of of four different companies, uh, 401k funds of tens of thousands of workers who have no idea what the heck is going on, and all of a sudden they have no money. You know, like like that type of stuff. I said, like uh, There's a lot more dirty politicians than I think dirty bankers, but dirty bankers can do a heck of a lot of damage to a mm-hmm. bunch of families. Sounds you like know, a so new
1: TV drama. Once Mad Men is canceled, we're going to start dirty bankers. But you
0: know, uh, it, 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 Really, think about how much control these guys have and and who they're in mm-hmm. bed with. They're usually in bed with the, the politicians. It's, it's mm-hmm. funny how many of these guys that end up being, oh, I was in business, it always ends up being some type of investment company. And I, I don't like investment companies as much as I like actually people who come up with an idea and create a product. I agree.
1: Product. I'm with you and right all of a sudden, there. Yeah. And
0: then next thing you know, this product creates an easier life for all of us yes. and better jobs and all that stuff. A lot of times, these investment companies—they basically come in, they take mm-hmm. away everybody's, uh, you know, pension funds, and, and then you can explain it away. Well, is it, you know, it's, it's better off. But I, I understand that, that sometimes that's part of the capitalism, part, but. I would rather laud and applaud the people that have made their wealth by actually mm-hmm. creating things like the the Bill gates of the world yep. as opposed to uh, the Mitt Romneys of the world.
1: Yeah, I completely so agree with that. Not to go off on of the whole Mitt Romney thing. I don't want the discussion to become political once also, again.
0: And we you need, And you, and you I Okay, you're right. I don't want
1: to get all into that. Right. Well, we, we, you know, we jump off the sports page once again. We do it early and often on the two guys at a mic show, Big Dog and a Coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. You want to uh, give us a call on the topic at hand, or better yet, try to get us off the topic at hand and back on what we're supposed to be talking it's about, sports, basketball, 888. basketball. Yes, I would love to ah, But I, I want to follow up on your point here. 888-463-6748 is our phone number uh, I completely, I've always had that opinion, Big Dog, and more so the last five, ten years where, you know, it always bothers me when I ask people, you know, well, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a trader. Or well, I, I do investment counseling or, you know, like, exactly what are they, you know, what, what, what service are they providing? I don't understand I don't that whole world. I, I, I do no understand that a trader. lot of them make money, but I don't understand what the hell do they do to make the money.
0: Well, they take the products that these farmers who are just a little guy that maybe aren't one of those corporate farmers, and they actually can bring them to trading companies, and they get the best possible price for them. So let's leave traders out of this. And and uh, we have traders who listen to this program, and they love us, Coach. Okay. And I'm I'm, I'm defending traders, because if it wasn't for a lot of traders,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: there's a lot of little guys that would be totally destroyed by these corporate farms that have been coming all over the United States less and less of the food that you get comes from mom and pop farms. and okay. if it is and, I, and trust me there are traders working for the corporate bandits obviously I'm probably the biggest and baddest of all traders but let's uh let's let's give them i mean that's most of the traders are good anyways I okay. mean so I what
1: you're saying is traders money. actually provide a legitimate service
0: oh absolutely they okay. they' they're what they're just trying to get the the best like best price for and also you have mom-and-pop traders that are actually getting the getting the product. So there's a big, I, I don't know, they're definitely just doing their job. Mm-hmm. Those are like the, the more of like the people that are swept up in the whole situation. Approach. The people who set the, the finance rates and all those stuff, those are the ones that I think we have to worry about more, okay, than yeah. uh, some guy trying to get a bushel on a little bit cheaper mm-hmm. than, uh, all right. than,
1: okay. I will I will retract that statement. The following uh, statement has been paid for by citizens for Joel Radwanski.
2: <laughs>
1: you got to run for something, Big Dog. Seriously. I, I, I'm i not sure what it is, but uh, I'm already making out the buttons. Radwanski for
0: 2014. I've had a marijuana arrest back in, like, 1990s, Coach. So there's no way I, I think I could. Forget about the fact, oh, did you ever use it? I actually was arrested one time for it. Mm-hmm. So there's no possible way I could ever be elected in the United States of America. Oh, I think because we that's can all find anybody it. has to do. Oh, then next thing you know, then they have a couple ads and they put the pot leaf behind me. You know, they'll get a picture <laughs> of, they'll get like a Facebook picture where I was at like a jail party and my eyes are totally split. Like, look at him, he's a drunkie, You want him handling your money? You know what I mean? You know, it's, it's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And the person that will be putting up these ads with me, by the way, we'll have two mistresses on the side but who I really don't care about that. You can do whatever you want <laughs> And then uh and he'll have like given out four different jobs to his best buddies that get paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and they work one day a one day a month. And I'll be the one that looks like the bad guy because I got arrested in nineteen ninety three. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's no way I could ever be uh
1: Doesn't uh habeas corpus set in after seven years? Aren't you good after that? Is no, it habeas no, corpus or,
0: or... Huh? This is called politics. That's why they had to make sure nobody found out about the dead bodies around JFK until he was after he was dead. So yeah. there's it's politics. They can pull up dirt. What, what, what was the African-American uh, Republican guy running this year? War,
1: uh, okay. Herman Cain?
0: Okay. That was more than seven years ago when none of those were even officially, uh, what do you call it, like crimes. All those women signed statements saying no. they, that they'll leave it alone. Okay, so, and it still came out, and there was no chance Herman Cain had, I mean, there was still that, those people holding on, like, flat tax, oh, God, know he whipped it out.
1: That was just a momentary lapse of judgment, Big Doe, that's all. can happen to anybody. 27 times. Just happened to Herman Cain 27 times, but it can happen to anybody, come on now. Maybe maybe you and Herman could run together. You know, behind him we could have a naked girl behind you, a marijuana leaf. I between between the two of that, you probably could get. You know, right off the bat, you've got thirty two percent of the country right there.
0: You'd be surprised, Coach. I know Coach, that. I think people that aren't aware of like how most people live their lives and are in this little like soccer mom world would be surprised that there's a extremely large alternative lifestyle going on in especially mm-hmm. in the western suburbs and the city of Chicago that I know of. It, it, <laughs> I like
1: there, that. There's Alternative a lifestyle.
0: There's a, there's a show called American Weed on right now, Coach. Yep. And uh, they're determining whether or not to legalize uh, marijuana in Colorado. And they're thinking that they're, it's going to win like 70 to 30. I so, you I know, mean, obviously I don't think 70% of Colorado smokes marijuana. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was extremely – I was like, wow. They're that certain that it's going to pass with absolutely no. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. You're talking about the know. TV show Weeds?
0: No, 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 no. There's a show called American Weed on. Okay. And it's about a bunch of brothers. One of them was a banker, another one was in construction work, a bunch of stuff, okay? They were all doing all right, and then uh, 2007 hit, and all of them were totally bankrupted. So they moved to Colorado and started growing medicinal marijuana. And now. Like there's been a, like, a bunch of people that are trying to force them out. So there's this reality show about it, and I've only watched one of them because my, my friends maybe watched it, but it was pretty cool. And now they're, they're they're voting in Colorado right now to determine whether or not it should be legal. Mm-hmm. But if I want to talk about any type of, of uh, reality show coach, I really don't watch much reality shows, but Craig Butler called me yesterday, and he's like, hey, Joel, remember that? That crazy uh, hot dog stand you took me to where you ordered with 50 people in front of you in line and you just yelled louder than everybody and you got the food and people started paying you. Yeah, order I remember, remember order
1: you telling that. me about it. Isn't that the place you got in the fight with an old lady like at 3 in the morning?
0: Yes, that, yes, that's exactly what it's called. Wiener Circle. There you go. Coach, they have a reality show about it. It's on True TV, okay? <laughs> I only know about it because Greg Butler called me. In other words, he knows about it is because he was watching NCAA basketball, okay? And he saw this. The
1: ball movie. is you tipped.
0: Have got to watch it. Last night I had a couple buddies over. We what is friends. it? It's a show, a reality show about the Wiener Circle. They just have cameras in this place, and people wasted people come in at three o'clock in the morning, try to order food, and they have <laughs> everybody behind the grill. It's extremely fat. They're all African-American.
2: Okay?
0: Uh-huh. And they are hysterical. Every single person that works at it's basically about five African-Americans making fun of drunk white 20-year-olds. Okay? Great
1: idea. And the production costs, we've talked about this before, Big Dog. You could run some of the least expensive, lowest production hit TV shows. One of my ideas was just to, you know, hire some guy like Idris or some camera guy just follow you around. For 24 hours, we call the show Joel, and I guarantee if it's a half-hour show or an hour and you can edit out and pick the best of the best, you got to hit TV show right there. So here's some guys who came up with the idea. you got to love true TV. You should should try to do that for a month, Coach. I know that.
0: Okay, so I'll I'll go to Idris, and I'll have him put together a production uh, thing for you. You just call the
1: show Joel, but, but getting back on topic. So somebody came up with the idea. This is brilliant. You don't have to create like characters or have any reality contest? just film and watch these are not actors behind the uh counter right these are the real employees and you just watch what goes on at, the, at a hot dog stand at three in the morning
0: and coach we only we've only seen half of one episode we saw the last half because uh, you know but coming. i i forgot it was on because my buddies were here we we're watching uh the heat versus the suns last night overrated Oh yeah, that game was. Did you? By the way, just let because this is a sports show. The Suns were leading ninety to eighty with about six and a half minutes to go in the game. I changed to watch the division uh, one NAIA championship, which California Concordia won last night, so they're the division one champions of the NAIA. And then I next thing I know, my buddy called. Coach, the, the, so the people behind the counter, there's one called Poochie. She's about five about three fifty. Okay. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, she's about as she's about as quick-witted as anybody is on television. Somebody says something, to her, and immediately right back you If
1: you're five I mean, one and three fifty, you better be quick-witted.
0: Oh, and then there's another guy. I don't. We don't know what his name. We think his name is Mesmer, but he practices. He's extremely. He is, He's kind of fat, and he's real, real greasy looking, and he wears real thick glasses. And he practices like Chinese, like chess and medicine. Oh my goodness, coach. I, <laughs> <laughs> we we almost beat our pants. This is, I think it's going to end up being the, uh, the biggest show on, on true TV.
1: Now, let me ask you, do the people, uh, Randy Myers, you are a man that uh, has followed the rulebook here, radio regulations. You've been in the business for many years, probably broke most of the regulations. But when you film something like that, Big Dog or Randy, do you have to get permission of the people that yeah, are showing? You do. Ab- the, and the why. can you get them in to sign under a stage of inebriation? Yeah, yeah, you can
0: get them to the sign. You can. Even if they're drunk, you can get them to the sign. Okay. The 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 thing is, you just have to put fuzzies over everybody's face. It's not that big of a deal. You can see when they were showing that, they tried to do ones when they didn't have people with fuzzies on their face, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, but there, like every once in a while, there'd be a couple people in the back that they had them on there. The, this one girl was trying to show, like, uh, oh, oh, my goodness, Coach. This one girl behind the counter was asking <laughs> why such a pretty girl didn't have a man. Okay, at this late at night, yeah. and she's like, "Well, you need to learn how to dance, girl." And she got out from behind the counter and started doing the the hoochie coochie swirl dance in in front of all these drunken like old white people <laughs> at three <3:00 laughs> o'clock in the morning. I I, don't, I I seriously was like in tears watching
1: oh, this okay. stuff. What well, is and the it, show it, called? It, the Wiener's Circle.
0: The Wiener's Circle. And if yeah. anybody's been to Chicago. And anybody has been in the on the north side in Lincoln Park, you have gone to the Wiener Circle at some time. It, I, there's people who are there like when they were here we watching. It, they're like, I think I've been there, <laughs> so it's really <laughs> funny because, because they're like they don't remember, but it's a, right on the corner of Clark and Wrightwood. And it's like a Chicago tradition, and there's finally a show about it. And I'm telling you, the, the, the sec- I, I saw number two, and it was phenomenal. you got to watch it.
1: Right, we got to check that out. It's one of the great things about the March Madness Tournament the last couple of years. It's turned us on to some of the quality programming on true TV. And I will and tell I, you, there's there's some Emmy Awards to be given out on that station, Big Doug.
0: Well, I would say I would never watch reality television because because it always seems so staged to me. That isn't staged. You can tell it's not staged. You can tell the difference between... Real reality and stage reality. When you watch this, seriously, because you can just tell how the way people are like acting. They're like, oh, they're mm-hmm. like totally a They're, they're, they're not. You know how like you'll see somebody walk into somebody and punch somebody on one of these reality shows, and yep. five people are just standing there watching. Like that would happen normally in real life. So you see somebody get punched, the five people would run and break up the fight. But in not a reality show, they just sit there.
1: Hey, look. Enough, so. There it is. Big Dog and the coach, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Real quick, Big Dog, I'm reading our Facebook page publicity today put out by our uh, intern publicist. Not sure what uh, who he is. That's the guy who doesn't speak English, I think. But he's doing a heck of a job. Anyhow, it says on our Facebook page, in English, by the way, surprisingly, uh, the madness is about to resume. This year, man, has a new blog in the Bulls. Who needs d John Lucas says it's my team now. But I want to get to real quick before we break down the Bulls. Get into a little March Madness. This year, man, is now writing and has a blog.
0: Well, I guess so. He started it yesterday, and uh, I, when I, I emailed him, and he said that uh, they expect today somewhere around, uh, you know, probably right after the right right before the Dan Lebatard show because he's a, he's a moron. He has to watch that every day. Do uh, uh, expect an open letter to Theo Epstein from Cub fans.
1: Okay, so it's not up there yet.
0: But well, that'll be on today. So It'll the only on thing today. we have on this today is uh so the first thing the first day is basically hey, this is this year man mm-hmm. on the for the Cubs. So you might want to check that out too.
1: So. This year man of the costumed character who uh, we are hoping to become somewhat symbolic of the Chicago Cubs and um all right, so we will check that. He's got a Facebook page and I'm not I'm not blog efficient. Is there a particular place you go for blogs do you go to the Facebook page? Uh, co- how do you, you find someone's if, blog
0: if you if you go to this well uh, if you just go to WordPress this year man
2: WordPress
0: uh, okay yeah okay. so but just just to let everybody know I just have to get it all linked up and I'm not exactly what you would call uh, computer literate
1: you're not bad savvy. you're you're savvy. better than most but you're not not
0: I know how to like I know how to like well, Find stuff, and I know how to do. It. I'm so much better now than I was a year ago. I can't even yes. explain. It. And as opposed to four years ago,
1: yep.
0: not even funny. But uh, I do have thisyearman.com. I own it, and so it's basically going to happen. is eventually, you can just go to thisyearman.com, and it'll eventually go right to my blog. Everyone, so mm-hmm. that will be that will be handled. So if you just go to and just friend thisyearman on Facebook, okay, my blogs will always be up on that. Or if you go to WordPress. This Just go good. to WordPress and look up this Your man and you'll very find good. it. Very
1: good. Little homework assignment for our listeners out there, or we may test you tomorrow. Be careful. Multiple choice, a slight essay question at the end. By the way, if Harry Carey were here, he would probably say, you know, blog spelled backwards is gold. Thank yeah. you very much. 888 463 6748. The phone number, dial it up. User friendly sports talk radio. We had a couple of calls. Right at the end of the show yesterday, Big Doe, We highly encourage people to call in the middle of the show so we can converse yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. It does not yeah, work nearly as well when you call in at 10:58 and we have to be off at 10:58 in five seconds. Yes, yeah,
0: so. and it was kind of strange. We went over by a minute yesterday, and yes. so today we were, we were, we started a minute late. So did we cause like this whole crazy chain reaction?
1: Oh well, you know, you you got a you got a rules savvy guy, a guy that follows the book like a Randy Myers running the show. You go 30 seconds over one day, you can guarantee you're going to lose 30 seconds the next day. That, that, that's what yeah. happens us today. Yeah. Actually, he adds up the time that we go over, Big Dog. And my best mathematical collections are Friday's show might be nothing but silence. <laughs> we might open. <laughs> We're going to open at 10:02. We'll be off at 10:03. Oh, everything. Comes around will, or everything that goes around will come around. Thank you very much. All right. Real quick, big dog. Um, yesterday, and we want to get to the March badges a little bit. Tomorrow, we'll kick it into full gear. So we don't want to go overload because I think all of us needed a little bit of break off to the weekend, but the fever's starting to rise. We got to kick it in high gear. Sweet 16 about to come. But yesterday, the uh, Chicago Bulls little NBA news and notes. You already talked about the heat coming back and beating the Suns, but the Bulls beat the Orlando Magic at Orlando without Derek Rose. 89 to 83 to 59. 86,
0: 59.
1: They held the Magic 80, to 59 again. 59. It was at Orlando, and it was out Derrick Rose. How does that happen? And does Tom Thibodeau have any chance of going to the University of Illinois? Yeah, well,
0: yeah, we we'll wish Thibodeau go over there. You know, uh, <laughs> watching that game, Coach, it was but the night before. I, I had said to my buddies, I don't we lucky? We've got this incredible stadium and incredible team. The best." bench the best organization the best coach the best gm if you think about right the best fans. if you think about right now being a bulls fan is awfully awfully good i just want to throw that out there so many people are always complaining about the organizations well as a bulls fan we're sitting pretty for a very long time right now that that's the impression that i'm getting and i'm just extremely happy with everything i just want to throw mm-hmm. that out there
1: Yeah, i agree it, and not just a good team but it's really a throwback to today's professional sports. They're good, but they got great attitudes. They actually play as a team. You get the feel and the players appreciate the success and appreciate playing for Coach Tom Thibodeau. This is not supposed to happen in today's professional sports. All those things, but it's like the stars are all aligning with our Chicago Bull team, Big Doug. It's scary. You're almost waiting for something to fall. Yeah, I, I, no, no,
0: I'm not. I'm not. It, this is the the stars are aligning for the proper reasons coaches yep. are not aligning like, wow, look at this acquisition. And wow, what a lucky way to win a game at the, and you no, know, they're all aligning because you got even Carlos Boozer buying in on the defensive end. You got, I mean, everybody has bought into let's just get this thing done. You know, one day Boozer gets 20 and Lucas gets 20. And then seriously, next day Lou all Dang's is going to get 25. And, uh, you know, Ronnie Brew will pop off for of like 18. It's, these guys are extremely unselfish and are just playing awesome basketball. It's really cool. I just remember it was eighty five to fifty nine. They won by twenty six against the wow. Orlando Magic. And coach, I'm not kidding. Right in the middle of the third quarter, the the Magic had like forty five points, and I actually said to myself, the Bulls only got to get to seventy one. They get seventy points. They're going to win this game. How often do you say that in the middle of the third quarter? By the way, I didn't know they only needed to get to 60, and they would have won the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's about as... I mean, first of all, Orlando made some bad choices. They were just like, oh, we can't get the ball to Howard, so let's just chuck the thing up. I mean, that's what it kind of seemed like. So when people are like Orlando, was, they were frustrated. Well, let's give the Bulls a little credit for that.
1: Yeah, and again, 59 points, and I reiterate once again, at Orlando... And we're not talking, you know, the Washington Wizard. We're not talking the Charlotte Bobcat. The Orlando Magic. Pretty damn good team at Orlando. we're missing our star player and you still hold them to 59 points. I mean, that's just an amazing defensive performance. I didn't see it, Big I did not see the game, but, uh, absolutely missed. A few of the highlights. Uh, Howard had what? 18 points. And I don't think anybody else even hit. I think one guy had 10. And then that was it. And, you know, that, that's like, sounds like a high school team, not an NBA team.
0: Uh, Tim Legler on NBA Tonight started breaking down what the Bulls were doing defensively. Yep, And basically, he, you know, he did the whole technical blah, blah, blah stuff for like three minutes, and then he ended at the end. He's like, folks, I told you all that stuff, but let's face it. Everything that I did that I explained to you requires maximum 100% yep. all-out effort. And that is the first and foremost thing that the Bulls give you. Forget all the X's and O's, which there are a lot. To have Tom Thibodeau be able to, you haven't seen play such smart defense. Oh, and by the way, I mean, completely 100% all out. That's awesome, coach. Yep.
1: That's awesome. And by the way, watching speaking of awesome, watching Tim, uh, Tim Legler, the wall Quaff Tim Legler diagram uh, yeah, and show us weak side rotations and help side defense is one of the most exciting things you can watch on late night TV. Almost as exciting as the highlights of spring training split squad games
0: i got. I got to admit, have you seen The Pianist with Adrian Brody, Coach?
1: Have I seen what of
0: Adrian Brody? The Pianist.
1: Whew, you got me scared.
0: Have you seen that movie?
1: I'm still recuperating from the what I thought you asked me. Uh, I have not seen that movie. I heard it's outstanding.
0: Oh, because oh, I'm going to have to say, <laughs> watching Tim Legler talk about defense, the acting reminded me very similar of, of Adrian Brody's Academy Award-winning performance okay. in The Pianist. Okay. Because uh, – Tim Legler never played a lick of defense. So I, I thought that was funny when it was all said in Tim. When, when, when Tim Legler got done with this whole beautiful diagram of how great the Bulls' defense yeah. was, I was like, did he ever even play any? I mean, just,
1: a guy like, who Tim spent Zemo's his entire job. NBA career spotting up for three pointers. <laughs> Tim Debo's going to give a passing clinic. <laughs> Oh goodness! John Lucas, by the way, scored 20 points in that game, and we got to congratulate uh, our guy, the best coach right now in the NBA, of A, Tom Thibodeau, Big Dog. Uh, I think I got this right where he hit the the one hundred win coaching victory mark faster than any NBA coach in history.
0: Yeah, uh, he just beat out Avery Johnson. Crazy thing was, there was five. He beat my record. How could Tom he beat Endless. my record? <coughs> well. I'm very, I'm very happy with Coach Tom Thibodeau getting it done in Chicago. The Bulls play some defense, fans, Coach Cone. No, but in the top five, Phil Jackson wasn't even in the top five. I was shocked to have seen that because he won fifty-five games his first year with the Bulls, and then they won sixty and won the championship. He wasn't even in the top five fastest to hundred, which was and and but that list was crazy. Coach, think, think of this. Red Auerbach was on it. What coach did uh, what team did Red Auerbach coach?
1: Last time I checked, it was the uh, Boston Celtics.
0: Well, he was on the list with the Washington Capitals. Oh boy, uh, there was another crazy name on that list. It was and the Lakers coach that was on it wasn't from Los Angeles. It was when it was back in Minnesota. There was another crazy one on there. It was just like wow, whoever would have thought any of these guys would have been faster than Phil Jackson? And it was all like a mismatch of where they were from. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Thibodeau getting it done that really, I don't know, it proves that their team was dramatically better. They were 42 and 42 two consecutive years. And all of a sudden, the last two years since he's been there, they had the best record in NBA last year, and they have the best one so far this year. And they, and a team that barely didn't even win a playoff game in his first year of a playoff series with him comes in. They went to a playoff series and, you know, then they lose to a Miami Heat team. Of course, so.
1: Vinny Del Negro was quoted as saying, yeah, but he's winning with my players. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, one other quick NBA note. By the way, the Bulls are at Toronto tonight, but we got to throw some, uh, uh, reluctant kudos, I guess you would say, to the New York Knicks and their roller coaster ride of the 2011-2012 NBA season. They fired their coach after a brief downspin. But uh, interim coach Mike Woodson, since he was named the coach, and um I keep wanting to say Mike Dunleavy, Mike D'Antonio was fired. Big Dog, they have won four in a row. They beat, who did they beat yesterday? Uh, I can't remember who they beat go yesterday. On, but, but they won, go. no, not Orlando. They beat somebody. But Jeremy Lin, by the way, had 18 points and 10 rebounds. But the point is the Knicks are now 4 oh under their interim coach, so they're back on the uh, uptick once again.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, is, is it Carmelo's fault that they're winning or losing, you know, at this point? is
1: mm-hmm.
0: So everybody was pointing the finger at him. I think he's still in the lineup, so we'll see what happens. Yep.
1: And, and yeah. again, Jeremy Lin, you know, Lin's sanity is over, but he's not fading away. He's proven to be a solid NBA point guard, not a flash in the pan, big dog. 18 points and 10 assists for uh, Jeremy Lin. Oh,
0: that's a heck of a game. Yeah, it was, I was, like I was saying, it was Toronto, Coach. Coach I was trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. And he had that huge game against so – his breakout game against Toronto earlier in the season. So and a nice, solid game. Uh, you know, you got to start watching NBA channel, Coach. Game time? Yep. Come home and set a tape stuff. You can just watch that. I watched, like, the end of, like, five ball games last night. It was a lot of really good basketball all the way around mm-hmm. uh, the NBA last night. Yeah,
1: but, I, you know, I've never been a big regular season NBA guy. I do like watching my home team, Chicago Bull, but I will – tell you I think the NBA right now we've talked about just the incredibly not only talented but exciting set of uh, of young point guards in the league I think it's as entertaining you watch more than me big dog is it just me or is there less plotting and standing around and more open court NBA basketball
0: no, lately no no you're exactly right the whole the, there was this disgusting era of everybody trying to act like Michael Jordan and go one-on-one yep. and then shoot a fadeaway jump shot and the league field goal percentage was like 38 percent, and it was like Ester's. The coach it was unbearable for me to watch. I think those days are gone, and now we have like this free flow. The basketball is a lot easier to watch. It's, like when you watch the Bulls, as soon as you see four guys moving without the basketball, you know there's going to be a layup or a wide open jump shot. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, that's exactly what it is for me, coach. And the NBA Network, like from about like 8:30. about 10 and then from about 11 o'clock to 1 in the morning turns into the NFL Red Zone Network where all the close games they put on. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: that's that's what I'm saying. That's when you watch it. Next thing you know, you're watching all the... They go to one game, there's four minutes left and it's a two-point game and the next game it's the same thing. So it's pretty
1: cool. Mm -hmm. You'd appreciate me as a coach, Big Doug. I think your style or your appreciation of the game and my style would uh, surprisingly, because the two of us conflict in so many areas, but I think If you were a parent of a kid I'm coaching, I think you'd approve of my coaching style. I even developed an offensive little code word of late for teams that I coach. I go with the PTP theory, and that is push and then patience. In other words, when you immediately get the ball, let's push the ball up the court. Let's not walk it up. Look look to break. If it's not there, then start moving the ball around. Pass, 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 cut. Little Northwestern-type offense. Push and then patience.
0: Be totally aggressive. Never miss an opportunity for an easy bucket. Never. And if it ain't there, okay. Okay, let's get into our offense and get something. I like that,
1: Coach. Mm-hmm. That's, I read that's a one good book, old school coach who had tremendous high school success. And he said, uh, you know, he never did a lot of drills in, in practice. He said, you want to get better on your individual skills, that's in the off season. Okay? Once we start practice for our high school team, you know, we're practicing team stuff. So a lot of uh-huh. it was scrimmage and learning through scrimmage. But he had four basic rules. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember. But it was real simple. And, you know, Number one, pass the ball to our team. <laughs> number two, take only uncontested shots. I, I think it was uncontested and on balance. Pretty simple concept. Pass the yeah. ball to our team. Take only easy uncontested shots. And then number three, offensively, keep moving. And he had one rule on defense. Never let the other team have an easy shot. They can score, but never let the other team have an easy shot. You think about those four things. That's that's pretty basic basketball, right there. Keep moving. Always take a. Or the only shots we take are uncontested, on balance. Pass the ball to our team and never let the other team have an easy shot.
0: Coach, when I come back and and we and you're asking me about Illinois or the Bulls. But when I start, if they lose, the thing I'll bring up is, oh, they took, they were taking stupid shots, or yep. they weren't moving without the basketball, or they turned the ball over. I, for the Bulls, I've never had it. since was there, I didn't have to ever worry about effort on the defensive end. But that's yeah. Well, if you think about, it, if you do all that, the only thing he didn't have in there was something about rebounding. You know what I mean? I mean? But other than that, you pretty much have every single yep. thing in basketball. When your team does that, if whether they win or lose, you can go, yeah. Well, my team at least played the game in the right way. Mm-hmm.
1: Then, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, let's uh, real look real quick at the March Madness big dog, and again tomorrow we can kind of. Break it down. Again, any college basketball fans out there, you want to talk about your brackets, pick out your favorite team, maybe they're in, maybe they're out, anything about the games, uh, the Big Dog and the Coach right here for you, Consultation Sports Talk Radio, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, you're the psychologist, I'm the sociologist. Anybody with issues in the world of sports, you come to the two of us, we don't have degrees, but we play one on the radio. I think we can almost without exception. Here are some of the ills of any of our listeners who've had maybe a tough first couple of you know first week out of the brackets.
0: Okay, well, well coach, that's why, you. when we get done with this, I want the listeners to hang on because I got something that might add to your ills, and it has it has to do with uh, your your coaching philosophies and stuff. I don't know if you're really, it's going to really break your heart, I think, but we're going to have to talk about that when we Ooh. get done with it.
1: All right, don't let me forget.
0: Uh, I won't forget. Don't I mean, let me I, forget. I, I've forgotten long enough. Okay. I've reminded you now so I can bring it up. By
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow coming up, big dog, uh, 647 on TBS, Michigan State and Louisville. And again, we're down to the Sweet 16. So this is out west. You got two games tomorrow and it kicks off with Michigan State and Louisville. And that I would think is going to be one of the more entertaining of the Sweet 16 matchups. I haven't seen the Vegas odds. I would imagine state by what, two?
0: Uh, State versus Louisville, no, Coach, I am I would say four. I would say it's higher. I would go definitely above on that and be real, real, very comfortable that it's above that. Let All
1: me right. remind you that Louisville is playing their best basketball now, and they are coming off winning the Big East Conference. So I, I, okay. maybe four. I'd be surprised if it's any higher than that.
0: Okay. Uh, I see where you're coming from. Louisville, and they got the Louisville cachet.
1: Yep.
0: That means they're from Louisville. I. Yep.
1: By the way, uh, speaking of great point guards, Peyton Siva? you seen that kid play?
0: No, I haven't. I haven't watched Louisville play all season Ooh. yet.
1: No. You, know, they're, they're, you know, we talk about great point guards in the NBA. Uh-huh. Man, the point guards at the collegiate level have been just sensational. Guys that I had never heard of that have just been phenomenal. One kid right outside, right here from the fine city of Chicago. I think I incorrectly said Mount Carmel High School. He's from a small 2A school, Seton Academy, for the Cinderella, Ohio Bobcat, DJ Cooper.
0: Oh yes, yes. That kid was phenomenal against Michigan. Wow. I didn't see the I didn't see the third round game, but against Michigan, he like controlled the entire tempo of the game for forty minutes. Coach, he controlled the tempo. And Trey Burke, what did he do? Trey Burke, who had a great rookie year as a point guard for Michigan, is going to be a really good player. He's going Bad to be tournament. an old big
1: ten player. Yep. Yeah. He was, wow. He was that. that. That's one of the reasons I picked them to advance. He was a no show. In the opening game for the Michigan Wolverines.
0: Now, yeah. uh, and, and talk about other great point guard plays. Wisconsin with Jordan Taylor. I mean, that guy is not spectacular. That his name Jordan Taylor. Yeah, from Wisconsin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah, for a second I thought of the kid from Penn State who is the best point guard in the Big Ten. The problem is he plays. Oh Penn man, State. is he
1: good? Is he good? You talk about Timmy Frazier, and you talk about them just yeah, that's a, looking yeah. down the teams real quick. Uh, you know, Kansas with that Tayshawn Taylor, they beat Purdue. How about Lewis Jackson of Purdue? Oh, yes, yes. I mean, you know, he doesn't have a great outside shot, but you talk about explosiveness, quickness, going you know, to the he basket.
0: Reminded, he reminds me of what Ray John Rondo reminded me of in college. When Ray John Rondo was at Kentucky, that's what Lewis Jackson reminds me of.
1: The way they play their game. Um, Lewis all right. Jackson will yeah, never be I think no, Rajon Rondo a little bit smoother in the all purpose game, and but Lewis Jackson, I think even he it's got a little bit of the Derrick Rose, it's not just quickness, it's strong explosiveness. I mean, man, can you imagine big dog you and Lewis Jackson out on the blacktop and you're trying to contain him in the dribble one on one?
0: Uh. Coach, you'd be be surprised. I'm probably a little bit better than you would think keeping in front of somebody. No chance. uh, I would be smart enough to make sure. We'd be one-on-one, and I would yell, switch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Help! Where's the help defense? But, I mean, you just look down the point guards. Ohio, I'm I'm just looking down my list here. The team's still in it with D.J. Cooper, North Carolina. Now the guy broke his wrist, probably can't play. Kendall Marshall, just a marvelous point guard. Ohio State. Ohio State Aaron Kraft, the rosy-cheeked white kid out of the Buckeyes. I mean, and great no defense, better.
0: huh? Yeah, there's no better defensive point guard left in uh, oh. left in the tournament besides Aircraft. And the the beautiful thing is, is in their last game, Ohio State really needed Craft to step up because uh, uh, who who do they who do they beat, Coach uh, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. Well. Uh, whoever the the massive dude was in the middle for Gonzaga, I can't think of his name. Acre, Robert Acre. Acre. Yeah, he was shutting down uh, Solinger, They really needed And Kraft stepped up and made a bunch of huge plays in the last five minutes of the game for, mm-hmm. for Ohio State. So that's one guy who, oh, he's the gritty-gutty defensive guy. Well, he made some offensive plays, and is what is so far right now their biggest win of mm-hmm. the season.
1: You already mentioned Jordan Taylor, Marcus Teague for Kentucky. He'd be a... Flat-out star, but he's playing with four other All-Americans, so he plays a more complimentary role. He's tremendous. Pierre Jackson, the Baylor point guard, is outstanding. And two Holloway of Xavier, big dog. I know he had some issues during the year and stuff, but uh he and Mark Lyons, and Lyons is okay. But two Holloway, I don't know if you saw their last game where they beat um Lehigh.
0: No, I didn't get. To oh my yet. goodness,
1: two. You remember two Holloway? He made a name for himself at last year's tournament. That's where. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The guy who was a baller. I've seen him play. Uh, Xavier has been on a lot this year when I've been able to watch them. So I've mm-hmm. seen him
1: play a lot. Coach. Yeah, he he is an incredible point guard. One of the best. And obviously, he's tournament tested. You got Florida. They got uh, who's the little dude? Irving Walker. I haven't right? seen Florida play yet. Yeah, he's about five feet five. So the point is, great point guards in the NBA. There's some great ones in the college tournament. But getting back to tomorrow, so you got Michigan State and Louisville, and that is followed by um, Marquette, the Ooh. Golden Eagle, taking on the Florida Gator. There's not a bad matchup to be found, Big Dog. I love that one too. That's at nine seventeen. Marquette and Florida.
0: All eight games in the Sweet Sixteen are phenomenal because the one mismatch. North Carolina versus Ohio, the one versus 13. Well, the number one, like you said, Kendall Marshall, yep. is not going to be playing. So all eight games on paper and in reality are going to be great. We haven't had a lot of buzzer beaters. We've had some shockers. But, you know, this has been kind of like a – it has not been one of the most dramatic tournaments. This no. Is the first, it's all going to change this weekend, yeah. Coach. We're going come back on Monday being like, could you believe all this just happened? Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to
1: happen. Yeah. the fires last-second shots, you're absolutely correct. Uh, don't forget, starting Monday, we will be talking about – actually, I won't. You will, because I'll be uh, out of town. David Olsen returns, and then I exit stage left. It's part of our rotating processes here that the Commander-in-Chief, Chris Whitting, has installed. I don't understand it, but, you know, I just – uh Come in when the coach calls my number, Big Dope. But you'll be here next week talking about the Final Four. It's hard to believe it goes that quickly. Uh, Also tomorrow night we should mention Wisconsin and Syracuse. Cincinnati and Ohio State, that's out east. And they're good games if I had to pick. Well, I won't even say that. They're pretty good games. Syracuse and Wisconsin first. Cincinnati. I have not seen one of the few teams. I have not seen Cincinnati play this year. I know they're red hot. They took second in the Big East Tournament.
0: Uh, Cincinnati that the Gates kid that took the cheap shot of uh, on the guy
1: Yancey Gates
0: he may have some of the softest touch of any big man in the country he keeps shooting 15 16 foot jump shots if you don't come out and guard him he will burn you all day long that guy might be a professional basketball player with the ability to shoot like that
1: that was and the last 9, 2, 8, 8. that was the last game on Sunday night and I uh, had to turn it off I had hit basketball burnout but I do know they beat Florida State 62 to 56. Big dog. A lot of people had Florida State going to their final fours and further, ruined a lot of people's brackets. But uh, having not seen them, but that Florida State team was rolling. So I'm going to assume Cincinnati got to be an awfully good team if they were able to beat Florida State 62 56.
0: Yeah, uh, Leonard Hamilton is a phenomenal coach at, at Florida State, and these, yep. those kids are well coached. Not a lot of offense, uh, offense there, but they take advantage of, of everything they can defensively.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I told you this last week, watch out for Cincinnati for the simple fact is when you really mess up as a team and your coach then has to basically determine whether or not you're on the team and if you're ever going to play basketball again, well, if you get a second chance and you don't listen and do everything that coach tells you, you're a zero as a human being. Everybody on that Cincinnati team realized they were lucky to have a college basketball scholarship and get to play the sport. It's a privilege, not a right. Mm-hmm. They're listening to their coach now, and guess what? They've been unbelievable ever since the fight. So,
1: and that coach is unreal. Mick Cronin And the fight that the Big Dog's talking about. For those not familiar, after all, we are the sports program that appeals to the non-sports fan. That's one of our mantles here. I'm not sure I'm proud of it, but our studies show that we do appeal to the non-sports fan. The only problem is Big Dog, the actual sports fan... For some odd reason, doesn't seem to like us too much. We got to correct that. But uh, you're talking about the big, and I'm a little. I bring this up because I'm a little concerned that both Xavier and Cincinnati it was a huge fight, a really ugly incident, maybe the worst of the season. It happened about a third of the way through, back in maybe, maybe it was the worst
0: of the season. Okay, it was and a that, bad and fight. Punching people when they yeah. weren't looking—that's
1: bad. Yeah. If you cheap shot somebody, and players or got China suspended. But but bottom line is, and here's what I'm worried about: is both teams, like you said. Have come together, they're stronger four, and here they are in the Sweet 16. I'm worried next year if some coaches aren't gonna follow suit and say, hey, we gotta have some big controversy. We gotta have an all-out brawl. Maybe a couple of coaches agree before the game. Let's go into fisticuffs because that'll bring us together afterwards, and we too can make the Sweet 16. Maybe Bill Carmody gets his Northwestern Wildcats suspended, you know, and then gets in a big fight that might be the way to the, uh, NCAA tournament.
0: I can see next year's Shaq as smart as the Illinois head coach. Hey, hey, some big what well, you could be quick. They're a backup center. I want you to go over. There. I want you to take out Robbie Hummel. He's in his ninth year with the Purdue Boilermakers. Take take his ass out. I'm sick of watching him. I've only been here for a game. I'm already sick of Robbie Hummel. But, I mean, Robbie, when Robbie Hummel comes back for his eleventh year next year, is somebody going to go get into an investigation about the guy yet? Just wonder. I, the, the I, Judge Johnson was like, oh, maybe he'll get it done next year. Too bad he couldn't get it done this year when they lost uh, to Kansas the other day. I'm a, I'm that a Kansas guy, up, I get?
1: Robbie Hummel, who is, you'll be happy to know he is graduating, Jordan Taylor of Wisconsin, those two guys right off the tip top of my uh, cranial epidermis, okay. those two guys are tremendous representatives. Of what college basketball is all about, big dog.
0: So you're you're exactly right. And by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pound you a little. I'm still gonna get on to something that uh a Yeah, I wanna
1: bring that up here. Okay. Because...
0: But but just just throwing out there, we brought up uh I brought up Draymond Green a bunch of times and you always poo poo him. Uh Coach look, Draymond Green he would start on every single team in the country and on almost any of them he'd be their best player. That guy right now has put Michigan State on on well. his back and has been a complete leader for that team. He's like he's like the power-forward version of, of Magic Johnson right a,
1: now. For them. A, a, if I poo pooed in your words, Draymond Green, I don't remember it. B, if I did, I'll, I'll be with you. I'll pound myself. I'm a complete knucklehead because you're absolutely right, Draymond Green. You could throw him in with Jordan Taylor and Robbie Hummel. Absolutely. A great Perfect. symbol of college basketball. That dude can play in any NBA team that doesn't want to take a shot at him. You're crazy. He's a winner.
0: I, I forgot what it was, but I was saying he should be the Big Ten player of the year, like in January, and then we got into an yeah. argument over it, and you okay. were telling me that he wasn't. That's that's what it was. Okay. And you were like, he might be an All-Big Ten player, and then when I said he should be on the All-American team, that's when it really, that's when it got heated between us. Yeah. was when well, I said, Draymond Green should be an All-American. Yeah. And then – it was cool because you came back the next day with your five, and I have to admit, I don't know if I could have put Draymond Green in that five.
1: Yeah. Well, right now, if I pick the top five, Draymond Green would be there, and I think one announcer correctly said, he didn't say he's the best player in the country, but he said no team depends on a player, in parentheses, most valuable player, no team depends on a player to elevate their play more than Michigan State, and that player is Draymond Green.
0: Okay. Yes, I would say physically, Anthony Davis and
1: Kentucky. Nah, but you could take that. you could take Davis off Kentucky; they'll still win.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's but yeah, you, but the spiritual, the leadership. Yep. I don't know what Draymond Green exactly what I'm talking like that it factor he has. Yep. You know, like there, it's just it goes beyond like what Anthony Davis can bring to the table as the greatest physical gift in basketball right now, in college basketball. So. Yep. Uh, that's there's a lot of good games to have this weekend. Now, do you mind if I, I turn to, to something that you brought up a, a couple, about two months ago, Coach? Well, about a, three days ago, I'm reading the story, and it's uh, something on the Internet about the greatest college basketball teams of all time. And I'm reading about they're ranking, the ones, and they have uh, <laughs> 1991 UNLV ranked 16th of all time. They, did, they are the highest-ranked non-champion on there, by the way. Okay. Just throwing that in it. And they start talking about the reason why they were so great was the Amoeba defense. And I'm like, where have I heard Amoeba defense before? Where have I heard it? And then they start explaining, well, it was a combination, man and zone. And then I thought, one day you're like, I'm, you, I'm going to come up with a defense. It's going to be a combination of man and zone, and it's going to be called the Amoeba defense. And I remember saying to myself, that's a great idea, Coach. Well, you're exactly right. It is a phenomenal idea, and if North Shore Country Day next year can have (laughs) Stacey Augman and Greg Anthony playing the point guard and small forward, you could run the Amoeba defense, especially if uh, Greg Cook is the center behind you.
1: Oh, goodness. And do I get Stacey Augman running the wing?
0: Oh, please. Uh, One of the greatest defensive small forwards ever on any level, including uh, NBA.
1: No question. Well, you, uh, you know, in that vent, i I think it was before that Las Vegas team, LSU under the strange but uh, nevertheless motivational and charismatic coach Dale Brown. Hmm. Do you remember when they succeeded, went to the Final Four, and he had a defense called the Freak?
0: Was that when they were like an 11 seed in 86? You're talking about that? Could
1: have been, yeah. Okay. And the Freak defense, nobody could figure it out, but basically via hand signal or some kind of signal, they would be on one defense and then on the third pass or the fourth pass or the second pass or if the uh offensive team went to the left they played one defense if they went to the right he called it the freak and it had a lot of publicity at the time so i think they were the first to even try that switching defense within a possession
0: i right, i had no idea i got to look it up i just thought it was it was pretty cool that but it it has been done and so your idea was good coach it it's extremely good mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm well i got I gotta put it into action that's the that's the hard part it t- it's gonna take some practice but uh and I was also trying to figure out i'm still trying to figure out how the signals would work so that it's not too obvious to the other team but at any rate, thank you for doing the research on that I appreciate
0: it well it was just accidental research sir. Yeah. Huh. All right. Reading, reading, reading. And...
1: Hey, real quick, Big Dog, about a minute and a half. The uh, weather is unbelievable outside. It does have people once the March Madness subsides. You know, you got baseball teams out there that typically are indoors right now. You know, the, the people that make their money on gym rentals are getting killed right now because all these teams are outdoors. But uh, it does get us in the mood for baseball a little bit. We haven't talked much. Pitchers and catches reporting, spring training, Mesa, Arizona, all the beautiful facilities out in Florida, anything happening in the world of baseball, that is catching the big dog's particular eye early on.
0: Uh, talk about catching somebody's particular eye. I don't know if you saw Miguel Cabrera,
1: who uh, Ouch.
0: went to Jimmy Leland and said, Hey, you know, I'll play third base. And they went out and signed Prince Fielder. Well, he took a bad hop off a of grounder yesterday, and it was ugly. He got hit in the face. He needed, I don't know how many stitches, but he needed stitches. They, they took him to the doctor to check to see if he broke his orbital bone. That's how nasty it was. So uh, it was a bad hop. I'm going to give him that. It could have happened to anybody. But if you're the if you're the Detroit Tigers, you might want to work on somebody to make sure you've got a backup third baseman yep. this year because it's going to be an adventure down there yep. for the best hitter in baseball.
1: I was a tall, lefty, big dog, but, you know, my brief infielding career, the best way I can describe it, my nickname was Flinch. <laughs> Because not only did I have fear of getting hit by the ball while batting, I always, you know, had fear of getting hit by that, you know, that ball bouncing up. But yeah, my, and you're right. Do you think Cabrera, even being the tournament-tested pro that he is, will he come back and uh, a play like that? Might never quite be the same third baseman. Not that he was a great defensive fielder to begin with.
0: Yeah, yeah. You just never know. I mean, you get hit enough. I mean, that's like. Like getting punched in the face by a Mike Tyson punch. Seriously, I, I don't know how else you can describe getting hit in the face with a baseball when it was hit that hard. It was a rocket. Mm-hmm. Hit a rock and hit him right. And you know what the, the crazy thing is? They hit him on the MLB network. Okay, uh, I, I heard what happened. This was like three days ago. So I was, really wasn't doing anything. I wasn't writing anything this year, man. So, everything. so I stopped and paused it. There were rocks all in front of him. I know it's spring training shouldn't they be playing on a major league caliber field coach? Shouldn't they, if you're a major league player, whether it's February 17th and you're warming up or it's October 29th and you're rounding third and sliding in for the winning run of the World Series, should you ever have to worry about rocks where you're playing? Yep. I was you, shocked to have seen if that. If you're
1: an owner and you're paying millions of dollars for players, I think that uh, pretty much answers the question right there.
0: I i paying paying you 850 to rake this to yep. rake the infield
1: Could yep. you get it done please. Oh. All right, all right dog, we got to over. uh break for today. Great job, my friend. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll definitely get into the March Madness. The uh the madness begins tomorrow once again the Sweet 16, okay? We'll talk some hoops some more tomorrow. Be safe out there, all right? I shall go goodbye everybody. Yeah, uh, by the way, when I tell Big Dog to be safe, you know, sometimes that's just a Little salutation with people with big dog, you, you gotta mean it. Because there's no telling when he might not be back. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow at ten o'clock. Thank you so much for listening. The dog and the coach signing off, Randy Myers, our producer. Phenomenal job. As per usual. Have a great day, everybody. See you tomorrow at ten o'clock and please, don't be late.